0: B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Man, show going to South Carolina to the Allen Yellow Jackets head football coach Teddy Keaton on the Boss Man Show. Right there, there, is nice office back there in South Carolina. Coach, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing well, man. Just, in, just coming off my vacation, kind of enjoying my off season a little bit, and trying to get ready for camp.
0: I hear that, coach. And coach, can you believe it's been your fifth season already? Uh That you about to do this? <laughs> how, how, how time flies, man. I
1: know it's the fifth season in my 24th year coaching. And I tell myself, i am be like, whoa, I got to do something, that, you know, for 24 years that I love. And, and and this has been more of a legacy thing here. This five years here has been great. You know, I haven't gotten the wins I wanted on the field, but the the, the, the the billing process, being able to shape things and and being having an opportunity to be able to build a program from the ground up it's just been all a learning curve and a learning experience for me.
0: Yes, indeed, coach, and you know, having the administration understand you have to re- rebuild something is, is great. Because a lot of times in college sports, you know, this they want immediate gratification, and they don't want to hear about you have to build. So, how good is that administration who understands you have to do this from the ground up and have people around who are supporting you and this beat I
1: always say anything, whether you're starting a business or anything, you have to invest at least five years into that before you'll start seeing a a, a return on your investment. And I think this year is one of those years that we may see a return on our investment. Um, the year before we went four and five, and then we went one and eight, and then we turned around. We could have, we we almost saw an, a return on the investment earlier, but you know things happen, this new landscape of college football and and um people jumping in the portal and people leaving and they get a little success. um that's probably been the most difficult part. You know, trying to build success continuously because so many kids when you come to a place like Allen or places that every kid has that dream to want to play at the highest level. So let's say because they wasn't getting recruited as a high school kid, they look up and they say, well, I'm just gonna go play at Allen, like one year, and if I go have some success. I'm going to go find me another team that I could jump on that possibly will get me closer to my dreams um, the way I want to be. So there's no there's no building process for a kid anymore. He's jumping and he's tree climbing. He's looking for the next best opportunity.
0: And, Coach, speaking on that point, Coach, I feel like this, Coach, you know, the out in the sky don't lie. You know, if you can play, you can play. I feel like sometimes kids jump and end up not playing and first opportunity to play on Sundays or in the XFL or the CFL or the USFL because they're not playing. And I feel like sometimes that that, that, that that carry that quick money or that quick promise, I'm going to get burned on the front and the back end because you don't have no film out there to get drafted or signing the other's for agent.
1: There's no doubt about that. I think that there's ill advisement. You know, people go to the, the barbershop, and, you know, the worst people you could have is when you were great in high school. And then you get in the barbershop, and everybody, oh, you was too good for that school. You was too good for this. You should have been playing here and playing there. No, nobody missed you. And I tell people that all the time, There's very few that just jump from division two to division one and they just be ballers. Um, there's, there's enough people out there that get paid enough money to identify talent, to go through the process of finding a guy that can fit wherever they play. Um, it's happening at the Division One level a, a lot more frequently than it is at the Division Two level. When you look in the portal, all these kids jump in the portal. The ones that were good that's leaving to go from one SEC school to the next SEC school, yes, you understand those moves that maybe he got an opportunity to go play, but they go fast and often. But when you look in the portal and this same person in the portal that jumped in there in January and you look up and it's July now and he's still in the portal, you, you got to understand they saw you but you didn't, you wasn't a fit to their programs or whatever. And I think kids got to start really evaluate themselves from the inside out saying, this is where I'm at. I'm comfortable. I'm a starter here. I'm playing. I'm able to gather film. And and, and if you really did the homework, there's more kids that play in the NFL that's from division two and one AA. That's why when you look down some of these people, you'd be like, where's Brown university at? Because these kids don't cost a lot of money for the investment but they may turn around and be really great football players because they're not as beat up as those guys that may be coming from a, um, a SEC where they've not played 10, 12, and four years of those 10, 12 games. Well, that's just like NFL football now.
0: And coach, you you know, I play at Tennessee State. You know, LC Cole, yourself, I've known him all my whole life. You know, I was in football camp Tennessee State. Okay. Him and Johnny uh-huh. Cole. So, like, so, oh, my team it was Dominic Rogers, Rogers Cromarty, and Anthony Levine, who had two long courses in the NFL from Tennessee right. State. You know, love, so so I know from firsthand experience, if you stay at the one level, if that's where you're at, you can ball, they'll find you. The RC is a first-round draft pick from Chelsea State. That's
1: right. right. That's right. You preach it better than they respond. And the kids just don't see it. They got this the social media realm has allowed kids to have more of a platform. To be able to explore other options, and I think it's always seeking to be a little bit greater. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, I tell kids I don't want nobody that don't want me. I can sit in here and I can preach to you, I can tell you. But if your uncle, who never you know done anything or never accomplished anything in his life, can sit in a room and tell you that you need to go play at Tennessee, and we both know you can't play at Tennessee, then something's wrong with you.
0: No doubt, coach. feel like you know, because my yo, know, I'm a son of a coach too. So I feel your pain because my dad's 84 years old. He talks about how somebody said, son, I don't know, after your generation, so someone's almost changed. Y'all ain't cut the same way. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> and
1: I think that's generation after generation. You know, I think Coach Cole is, 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 is having a, you know, a transitional issue sometimes with the kids nowadays because it was when you when he coached you, he could say it and y'all did it. But now when yeah. he coached for these kids, they want to know why. Why I got to do it this way? Or they question, you know, how can you question a guy that's a legend? In my eyes, I mean, in in black college football, regardless of what people say about the Cole brothers, all I knew was the Cole brothers were good. And that's all that matters. They, They were good football coaches. They were good men. They did everything they can to help their kids matriculate in life. And I thought they did a really good job. How many people can say they went into the OVC and won it twice, not once, but twice? And I don't think it's happened again as an HBCU. Co- I mean, a uh, uh, um, program that has won it, maybe not even once. Maybe they don't. I haven't done the homework on it, so I don't want to speak, you know, out of turn. But maybe you know. But I think that they're the only coaching staff from an HBCU to win the OVC twice. That's correct. Oh, see that. See, I I knew, but see, you you talking about that's legendary stuff. And then you know what they did at Alabama State, even though it went another way. You can't help but to pay homage to people like that that does what they do and bring what they bring to the table. L.C. Cole has been a great addition to my staff as t- in terms of, you know, even though I've coached 24 years, he's probably forgot more football than I've learned. So I'm always leaning on him to always learn something new or look at things a different way. You know, I got four head coaches on this staff that was previously head coaches. and And, and that tells you that I'm invested in winning, not invested in my ego.
0: No doubt, man. Because I remember as a kid being at football camp. How detailed it was, and as a kid at football camp for the Colts. So I've always been a fan of Coach Johnny Cole, L.C. Cole. It was good to me as a child, like because I was going up there from Atlanta camp just you know, to get, get away. You know what right. I said? Was, I, was, I grew up in the hood of Atlanta, coach. You know how it is. Could be. You I know. Just, just, just want to get away, right? So they took it, again a kid from Atlanta, not from Nashville, for some two weeks of football camp, treating me, t- treating me like royalty. And I never forgot that. That's why I've always been in that corner because I know what kind of people they are. And because going there in football camp you know, is why ultimately I went to Tennessee State anyway because I was exposed to.
1: That's right. I have You probably played with my good friend, James Johnson. They call him uh, Bud. We call him Bud. But James is my good friend. He coached with me at Stillman. And, and I really Coach Johnson is a really good, really, really super good guy. Um, Baby Haitian is down at Ever Waters. I'm sure that, that was one of your teammates, too. Yes, I think Baby Haitian is a really, really good guy, stand-up guy. And you can see that cold in y'all bloodline. You expect to win. You're coming in the door. You're going to be ready to go. And y'all had a confidence that, you know, it's a stain that people can't wipe off. And that's why you see the turn of the tables at Ever Waters because that's all Baby Haitian there. Baby Haitian got that attitude that I'm going to win and I'm going to figure it out along the way.
0: No doubt, man. You know, like you said, we took it, we in Blackhawks football, you know, as coach, we make stuff that we don't have we, we make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something you say that, like, it, it bugs my soul that we still dress in our basketball arena, but right. it made us stronger. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the things that happen in the HBCU world, but it sucks, but we love it, though. That's what we're about. And I feel like, you know, what you're doing at Allen, I, I know Jash pretty well from his time, covering the swag and the, you know, and doing the, the submission bowl. So I think you have a, you have a good guy around and My man, Sean Walker, there. So there's a lot of good people at Allen. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really appreciate you all, what y'all are doing, because I feel like I got to quote you all, because some of the good people that I know are there.
1: Let me tell you something. Let me speak on my AD. My AD is a really, really stand-up guy. He'll go to battle for you, stand on the table. I always tell my coaches, you gotta be careful of the person that's at the table speaking for you and who representing you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at no point in time that my AD does not represent me. I can talk about my president. I'm excited about what Dr. McErnest McNeely invests in what we're doing. He is, you know, you can work for presidents that may have an interest in sports or athletics in the whole, but when somebody invests into it, it shows you that they really mean what they say and they want to do everything they're trying to get accomplished. And I love that. Those two guys, man, I couldn't have been around a more supportive group of people in my lifetime. And I tell people all the time, you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans and, and, and see what happens. I've had a couple opportunities to walk away from Allen But I don't know why the energy keeps pulling me back. Like, oh, we ain't finished it yet. We ain't finished it yet. I was looking for coaches. LC just came on board. Another guy came on board. EJ Jr. came on board. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. People see my vision and they want to work. with you think of LC Cole, if he didn't think that I could get this job done, would set up and say, "I'm in the back end of my career. Why would I go over there knowing that they ain't got the things that they need to have to do what they need to do and have the kids that we need to have with the energy?" Man, that that just it, it, I I I am um, when you want to say somebody is ready for a season to start that we feel the best we've ever felt coming into a season, like we're confident about what we're gonna put on the field, the amount of kids that return, their ability to retain information that helps us coaching that we not preparing. You know, once they've
0: been here a couple of years now, now it's just about the mental aspect of what they're going to mm-hmm. do. You no know, doubt, coach. And man, I feel that too, man. Because just seeing the work from, from afar, what you all doing, I'm seeing it, man. I, and I'm loving it because I say I can see it, man. You know, I don't care if it's D2, NIA, or, or, or FCS. I want to promote you all because as a Tennessee State grad, an Xavier grad, it's my job with a platform to promote you. Like coach, I'll tell you the same thing. I've been doing this 15 years for radio, right? And I've had offers to leave. But if I leave, I have to give up part of me. And if I leave, I would have to ask somebody. I talked to Teddy Keaton today. Not when I got to do this, ask myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, let me tell
1: you something. The SIAC media day this year. Probably hands down. No, no knock to anybody who ran it for years before. I think Commissioner Moore did the best he could, but this year it was something special about it. I mean, it was well organized. It was so great to see the Hall of Fame come back. You know, so people who needed to be paid homage to. Uh, and, I, and I always say I was so happy that my president made it in because we wait so much to wait the people die, or they gone. They can't enjoy their flowers. The contribution that some of these people have made to HBCU sports, even the guy that used to work work for Onondam was there. He, He still writes from time to time, but he's an older guy. I believe he deserves an opportunity to go. So when I say it every time I get a chance, because he was the only guy at one time that you could get any type of a, a, a report on HBCU football. You had to go to honordan.com and look at whatever he put out that week and to see all the media we had spread across there that came to be a part in the, the, the interest in HBCU football has grown. Imagine what it was like when you played when you barely could get on TV. We all on ESPN now. Yeah. We all on radio So, Come on now. You gotta give it a hand
0: for where we started at to where yes. we Day and I and I'm very appreciative just to be a little bit part of that. I remember we had one reporter, Coach, from the, from the Tennessee <laughs> That's all we had, and it was usually some some negative if you if you could find it. Mm-hmm. It like, was like he, time, he, he, he was, time, he, when he, they wrote
1: a, when they wrote about you, you they was wrong. They had the names spelled wrong. They didn't know. But if you did anything wrong out here, they was ready. They was ready for you. They knew everything about you, where you came from. But we never could get a positive report. But I'm so thankful even the local TV stations were there to cover Division II football and the fact that we're probably one of the only conferences that have an ESPN deal. I don't care if it's on ESPN 3 or 2. Just the fact that my mama in Bruton, Alabama, can get on her computer, log in, Click and baby to see her baby coach and I ain't right down the street that she got to get in the car. And the other thing I love about it, that we still ain't lacking in attendance. Because just because we on TV, that don't they ain't nothing can change the game day environment of an
0: HBCU football game. Nothing. No doubt. No doubt. The only time I was on TV was we got that Classic, Memphis, and Circle City. Or if we played, or we played our, our obligatory uh FBS game to get money. That's
1: right. Four cool games a year is on TV. Here I am, a 5th year program. I'm gonna be on TV six times. My AD even hooked up with a guy in Alabama called Jock Sports, and we have our game streamed out, of, you know, at your home stadium. There was times that we couldn't get this type of reporting, and, and I'm, I'm I appreciate the platform. I appreciate the opportunity to be a part, just as much as it meant to me for you to get to talk to me. Hell, I'd be happy to talk to y'all because y'all give me a perspective or a point of view that you may see. And sometimes we don't get enough pats on the back for the work that we have to do in the environment that we do it in, and the strenuous, you know, um, things that we're placed against. And everybody think we just show up out there and we don't have this. But we've been robbed of everything that was good, so we have to do more with less. And I probably always prided myself for this, Coach. I've probably done more with less than any football coach that you've seen, and I was able to maintain a winning record
0: with less. No doubt. And, Coach, you know, for me, being an HBCU grad, I fuck like it's my duty to support, give you a platform because if I don't do it, who else will? You know, I built the thing from the ground up, Coach, Nobody helped me build this. I'm a sole proprietor. I've read this show. I have interns, but really it's just me. I'm the booker, researcher, uh, advertiser. I'm everything here on this show, man. And I love it because I live and die by what I do. That's Nobody right. else is turning my paper be. And then I like have my own fate in my own hands. But guess
1: what? Everything that's gonna happen to you, you control it. And that's what I tell people. You know, if I ever became a pastor, if I ever got that calling, and I don't think I have that calling, I would preach on living your life in the fear of failure. And I think that people live their life. Like this challenge here, My after I left Stillman, I was ahead of the game in, in, in the college level. I was already ahead of the game in the arena leagues. I was, like 50, I was like 25 and five when I got out of the arena league, probably a little bit more than that. I think it was like 47 and something. I don't remember what it was, but I hadn't lost no more than five games since I had been coaching. But I tell people all the time, I'm not afraid of step out there. I'm not afraid. I say everybody that I've read, any book that you've read, anything you've been a part of, the people that's been great, they fail more than they've succeeded. But that one time that you do, and the gratitude you get, the work ethic you put into it because you try not to fail. You don't have nothing to fall back on. I ain't got it I can't call nobody else. This is what I'm going to do. And then, people, you know you're doing something good. And I'm going to hit you with this one here. You know you're doing something good when other people want you, even in your losing seasons.
0: Yes. You got that right, coach. And I fuck like this man. Over the years, coach, it's been some hard days and hard but it feels good though, because I know I'm doing it for the right purpose. That's
1: right.
0: I'm not doing it for anything but to help others. Because I'm a servant leader coach. I also work in the NBA too. You see, you got the letter Hawks on. So you got work. Awesome. I'm in the NBA. So like I don't have to I don't have to do this. That's why people tell you, you know, JR, I said, I don't do nothing I do. I do it because I want to. That's I right. wanna help and serve because I feel like being in my position. Not being a person who feels like I'm better than anybody else, I can go give it back to those who have given to me and pour it to my people and use it for good. I like Sometimes well, a lot of people get a little status and they forget what it came from. I ain't never forgot right. what came from, Coach. That's right. That's why I promote we'll you do all. So I, say what I, do, I, I love do.
1: it. I represent it every time I get a chance. I tell my kids, but see, we have different values than most people got. And that's why we can connect like we're connecting right now on the show because we got different values. The work ethic that we're going to put into this, I can't fail. I refuse to lose it. On every door, it's expect to win. It's say on the hallway. I didn't come here just to play. We came here to win. I said it when they build my turf. I said nobody builds stuff for losers now. Ain't nobody yeah. building to a stadium. Ain't nobody putting turf out on your practice field. Ain't nobody doing all this stuff for you to lose. They're doing it because they're investing in you because they want to see you be great. And I and I talk about the academic piece, man. The academic piece is a big part of what it do. I tell you, cause everybody not going to the NFL. Everybody not going with it. Find something that you can wrap your lane in and get in your lane and do what you do with it. Everybody want to be an entrepreneur. Okay, that's fine. Find a problem that needs to be solved. And if you can make life easier for somebody, you can get rich real quick. But if you can't find something that needs to be solved, then you can't become rich
0: real quick. That's what I'll tell you. Coach, yesterday, I was at Clayton State University speaking for a basketball team. I told them about what I do. I said, yes, I have an NBA job, but I took that money to to fund the Boss Man Show, the media group. I have a lawn care service. I invested into a barbershop, and I'm a notary." So... I'm in four different lanes instead of, of my real job that there's a need for it. There's a need for radio putting, and putting content out there. The need for grass cutting. a need for a shop and notaries that you got in mortgages, you know, wheels and trust. So I'm in four lanes where there's a need that's pandemic proof. That's, that's the right. word I use. Pandemic proof. So I told them, young men, use your degree. My degree's in business, Coach. My minor is in entrepreneurship. My minor is in psychology. So I wanted to become a counselor, I took like a test. I could to do that as well. So I told those young men yesterday, in your studies, in your majors, find things to where you can have a path once basketball ends for them and for football or whatever, because I had to take that. I, the NFL wasn't in my future, Coach. It just wasn't. But I had a mind and, and a mindset to do something and look where I am today. after have 50, 50, 15 years, and I'm successful. <laughs>
1: But think about it like this. It might have not have been in your future. You understood that. And you still had fun playing at Tennessee State for four years. And when y'all all all get together, you have a blast talking about the time that you shared at Tennessee State. And I tell people, those are the moments that you can't get back. Jumping around, going to school to school doesn't allow you to grow a connectivity with people. You don't become friends. Those four years you spent with a guy, that stuff matters. That roommate you had, that I still talk about. My my roommate has a, a podcast. It's called the Gridiron Podcast. And, and and guess what? I love. I love it because he's doing something that he loves to do. And anytime I can jump on his show, I'm always jumping on for him. I want to be an expert. in certain areas. I don't get to watch as much. College football, pro football, basketball, because I have my own stuff over here I have to deal with. I said, maybe when I get a little tired and I get home and I ain't got nothing else to do, I flip it on. I'm just interested in it. I'm obsessed with Allen University. I'm obsessed with the success that Allen University can have. I'm obsessed to being the guy that when my grandkids come back here and they say, who did this? Coach Keaton built
0: this. Coach Keaton is built by Keaton. Your granddaddy did this. That's where my, my heart is at. And Coach, I got a few more for you, man. And I told tell people, i is a private school, so at Tennessee State, even though it the, the, the wasn't the most, we had benefits of state money coming in. Right. And federal, and not the way, way we wanted it, but we had it. And it's not the same. It's That's private. Right. So the money that you get is a little different. So it's, it's a different level when you're dealing with a private agency and a public one. Because public one, you kind of have to have to get some money out there. But, you know, right. what, you guys a little different, I don't understand it. hey, we're all, we're in the same book. We're not the same book as far as public versus private. And what you got to do, man, is a little different. And what you all accomplished, man, with, with what you got to do as a private school, man, I applaud it because I know it's a little different, different, diff- difficult. And when you're already a state school, when you get kind of a little bit of a boost already.
1: Let me tell you something. The good thing about Allen University is the support from the alumni. They they may be a, almost, you know, one foot in the grade. But those guys, those older men that come in here, they step up. They, if you ask them, you want some. And, and my and my president, he, he's a beast. I mean, when he died they're gonna study his bones on how to resurrect an HBCU. Because he he not only did this here, he done it at Stillman as well. The college that I graduated from. A guy that knows how to find things and make things work. Um, a guy that doesn't say, He just gives up on things, man. I think the money that we get in from the church, the AME church, they they support us. They believe in what we're doing. They believe in, I say the AME church was the original Black Lives Matter. They really care about them kids getting what they need to get. And they're not going to let you treat them kids any kind of way either. And if they need, they feel like it's something that they need to pour money into it, by God, they do what they need to do to make it. I, I appreciate the ministers, the back, the, 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 uh, the bishops, all those. Things. And we got a, a bishop that's here that's in South Carolina in the 7th District, Samuel L. Green. He has a vision. He's a businessman. He's not just a pastor. He's a businessman. And everything that he's done with the team and the leadership of Jasher Cox, um, Dr. Uh, Ernest McNeely, Dr. Doug Taylor, and these guys have come together as one and they figured out ways to make things happen at Allen, that even in five years, I'd be like, man, how did they pull this off? Just like we're about to get a stadium right now. And, you know, some people talk about it, but we got the blueprints, the land, and everything is in our hand. And and when they told me they was going to build me a turf practice field, I was like, no, y'all no, ain't. No, no, no. I come out there in six months, I had me a turf practice field. It ain't 100 yards, it's about 70 yards, but that's about all you use anyway. I'm excited about the vision of the people that's there because I can't say I did it all by myself. I will be lying. I got a great support group. I got a great administration. I got great alumni that support what we're doing. And and I ask them all the time. I said, I know y'all gonna run me away. You know, if I can't hurry up and win, they'd be like, Why would we? Look what you've done for Allen. Look what you've done. Allen had about 200 students when we walked into this door. They're wow. running, tweeting around 700 now. And we're gonna get to a thousand because we believe in what we're selling. Can you imagine going to Allen? You get a free MacBook. Imagine when you went to Tennessee State, they gave you a free MacBook. I would love it. They don't have to pay for no books. All their books are free. They have the online books, so they everything they do, they get. They, they, it's it's just free healthcare. They got healthcare where they can go telemedicine. Go down there and get medications, whatever the prescriptions, they can get it for free. We have health on the on this campus. That's how much Allen gives, and and it's only $23,000 to go to school here. The books, free books alone, free books alone, and you and I both know what free books mean because you go to that bookstore at Tennessee State and pay $1,000 for that biology book, and then at the end of the semester, you'll be like, oh, I'm about to come up. I'm about to sell this book, and they tell you they're going to give you $25 for it. Now you know how that feels. So these kids don't know what that feels like. That's the things that we've been able to do to attract young men to come to school here and then to have LC Cole. EJ Jr. I don't know if you know EJ Jr. EJ Jr. just got inducted into the College Hall of Fame for football. He played Alabama. He played at Alabama back in the '60s for Bear Bryant. Played in the NFL for thirteen years. I mean, that's a guy who wouldn't want to touch that. My offensive coordinator, Jackie Robinson, from Clemson University, a legendary around here. So you're talking about Woody, Woody, um, Woodrow, um, what's Woodrow last name? Woody, Woody McCullough um, uh, Woody Danzler. Woody Dantzler, Woody Dantzler. Woody Dantzler. Woody Woodrow Dantzler. Dantzler.
0: Yeah, I remember him. Woody
1: Dantzler, Woody, Dantzler. Woody Dan. He comes in and spends some time with my quarterbacks. Just sit down with him. He was the first Michael Pick. I tell people that all the time. They don't believe it. I said he was Randall Cunningham. And, and and those guys were our guys that we looked up to when I used to yeah, watch. Yeah, the
0: Cowboys just said they just
1: not use him the right way. That's right. There you go. So I am just saying, we know what we're looking at. Those guys coming and being a part of this program has a lot of uh, perks to it. Now, I know most people don't know this, but. Allen ran the SIEC for a long time in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I didn't know the tradition was that hit, that rich until I started doing homework. So my goal right now is to bridge that old with the new, and hopefully we can turn Allen into that powerhouse that it used to be.
0: Well, Coach, I'm going to help you because I'm and myself, so I know what it is. <laughs> I'm I going to beat Buffalo AME a and in Atlanta. Oh uh, that's what's up then Pastor John Foster. <laughs> that's what's up, then I
1: appreciate all they support. I appreciate their help. I appreciate those people, man. I they don't I don't get to talk to them and touch them and, and be around them, but if they hear your podcast and hear what you say, if you get a, a word, let them know. My well, pastor is-
0: listen to my show though. Listen to yeah. So Pastor go see this. He he thing I do, he gets on me with Sometimes I use some bad language. To say, hey, I get past it, Pastor. I get past it. I use some bad language sometimes.
1: Man, I appreciate that, like you said, this, in this new day and age, people get a little worried that we invested this kind of money and we're not getting a return on our investment. Maybe you get getting more than your return on your investment. I promise you, this thing here is as close to being good as good can be. If you really paid attention, last year we lost five games by a combined of eight points. Eight points. I'm talking about we stood toe-to-toe with Tuskegee. We stood toe-to-toe with Fort Valley. These are the uh, pinnacle schools in our conference that we know historically they're always going to be good. That's what we're building up for. We want to be able to play with those guys. We don't want to just play at the bottom half. And, you know, we all know how the SIAC works. You got them three schools at the top of the food chain, and the rest of us you can put in a bag and shake up about where they might finish. I always want to be at the top of the food chain. And you know L.C. Cole. He was your coach. You know he's thinking about it all the time. I want to be the best. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think our kids are buying into that.
0: Yeah, I know Coach Cole's always got to scheme up something to, to beat, to get that quarterback, get, make, a, make a mistake, man. Coach Cole's a schemer, man, but I love it. It's, it's so detailed.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn my camera a certain way. Look at it right there. That's Coach Cole on the board. Coming yes.
0: Up with the I, <laughs> I remember <laughs> those. I remember that. <laughs>
1: He come in here, he me, we didn't win all through the game plan, and then he'll come in here and say, Coach, I was sleeping last night as I was watching the film. It kind of resonated in my mind. We need to do this. That way we can keep the same look that we was giving them here, and they just won't know what's coming at.
0: That is Coach Cole to, to the T. I remember that greatly, Coach Keaton, but Coach Keaton, well, I'm going to tell you, man, this has been a a joy to you this morning. I am so privileged to talk to you this morning because I, I really want you to know I want to afford your program and help you in any way I can. I'm here for you guys. I'll get your number offline here. So you can say contact if you need me. I'll come over to Columbia, that far from Atlanta. I'll make the job over there, man. And I'm I'm here for you, brother.
1: We're going to make you proud this year. You just wait. I'm excited. I'm I'm talking about, I'm really excited about what we're going to do. We're going to put on the full armor of God and we're going out here and we're going to get it. Yes, sir. Coach,
0: appreciate you, brother.
1: Thank you, man. You have a great day.
0: What's up, good people? BetOnline Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Gerald the Boss Man here. You're tuned in to The Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get The King out at 105theking.com and The Boss Man Show at Bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.